Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Yesterday was my 72nd birthday. 72 years old. Amazing. Where's the marching band? What about an applause? Where are the munchies when you want them around? Anybody seen a munchie lately? I'm sure they're around here. Oh well. When I was in about the fourth grade, I had to go to the eye doctor and get my eyes checked. They checked them at school and sent a note home with me telling my folks that I ought to go to an eye doctor and have him have a look-see. So my mom took me down to the eye doctor. He did one of those things where he was in a different little town every day of the week. So he only came around about once every two weeks. And we had to go down into Doc Ogden's office basement where the eye doctor had one of those contraptions all set up that you sit there and they put it up against your face and he flips something on the right eye or he'll flip something on the left eye and have you try to read that eye chart, you know, E, G, N, uh... Oh, no, A, no, C, all that stuff. You know what I mean? And then he'll look in your eyes with this little flashlight with a pointed end, kind of pull up your eyelid and tell you to look to the left, then look to the right. Then he said, this boy needs glasses. His vision is something, something, and something, something. And neither one of those sets of numbers were 2020. So then he brings out this little suitcase and opens it up. There's a bunch of different frames for glasses in this display type deal in that suitcase. And my mom said, Jimmy, which one would you like? I go, I am not going to like any of them. I don't want glasses. I don't need glasses. I can see just fine. So my mom settled on a pair of black ones, just black frames. Well, about two weeks later, here he comes to our little town again. I had an appointment, so I went down there. And he put my new glasses on my face and made me read that eye chart. And I go, E, C, L, M, P, Q. And I could read several rows down. He made sure they were tied on me, told me to take care of them, gave me a little case to haul them around in if I wasn't going to wear them, but he told me I should wear them when I got up in the morning and take them off when I went to bed at night. Okay, sure, sure thing. And I went home with my glasses in its case in my back pocket. Well, through the years, I would take my glasses to school, and if the teacher would write on the blackboard, or later the green board. Remember, they used to be black. The blackboards were black. Later they turned green. Now I don't even think they're whiteboards. I think they just do everything on your Chromebook or something. I don't know. But anyway, I'd pull my glasses out of the case that were in my desk, and I'd put them on, and I'd look to see what the heck the teacher was writing up there, and I'd write it down. I took my glasses back off, hoping nobody noticed. And then I'd go out and play at recess. No glasses. 
I never wore glasses when I played any sport. Never once. Never. Well, this went on right through high school. I didn't even need glasses to pass my driver's test. I found when I turned 16, when I first got my driver's license, that if I squinted when they were, you know, checking to see if you could see okay for your driver's license, I could pass that test by squinting. They didn't know I was squinting because, you know, my face is up against that thingamajig that you had to look through to do the eye test. So I passed that way for, well, from the time I was 16, and it was okay. I still hold my glasses around, you know. Usually they were in my desk, though. Once I got to junior high school, though, you didn't have an assigned desk. You had to go from class to class to class. The bell to ring. You had to pick up your books and whatever and go to the next class. Maybe stop by your locker on the way. So I carried them around, hauled them around. Probably busted a few pairs. I remember Butch, he always had a, some tape on his glasses. Taped them up because he'd bust them. But he always wore his. And I fought wearing mine. I didn't want to wear them. Maybe I was vain. First, I thought it'd make me look, you know, weird. Secondly, as I got a little older, I thought the girls wouldn't like me in glasses. And so my pride at that young tender age still was getting in my way. I've always struggled with that. I'm sure nobody else listening to this podcast has struggled with their pride getting in their way. But I had three major things in my life that I was always trying to avoid. One was the glasses. Two was on my left ear, inside my left ear, you could see veins in there. So I was always, always, once I really started liking girls, try to stand on the, uh, where they were on my right side so they wouldn't see the veins in my ears. The other thing is, when I was a little boy, I cut my finger real bad and right down the the palm side of the finger up and down on my middle finger I have a real big scar it's such a heavy scar that uh, I can't close that finger all the way so as I did get older and started taking girls out I was in a quandary because I couldn't have them stand on my left but if I had them stand on my right I couldn't hold their hand because I thought they'd discover my scarred finger yes I'm so vain You probably think this podcast is about me. I'm so vain. I'm so vain. I'm so vain. Thank you, Carly, for bringing that to my attention. Anyway, where am I going with this? Yeah, I was a vain person. As I get older, I seem to lose that more and more as time goes on. But I do still bathe and uh, brush my teeth. Well, where was I? Okay, I am checking my notes because they're here and I need to kind of tell where I'm at. Don't end a sentence with a preposition. So anyway, about the time I was 14, the Beatles hit the scene. 1964 that would have been. And they were my favorite group by far. And I thought John Lennon was the coolest dude of the four of them I'd ever seen. He'd just stand there with those beetle bangs and play his guitar and sing along with George and Ringo and Paul. Now, the girls all thought that Paul was a hottie, but I thought Lennon was the coolest. I did. 
Well, about 67, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band came out, and John was wearing some glasses. Now, I thought that was pretty far out and way out and weird and all that stuff, but I didn't think much about it. Well, about the time I turned 18, Lennon's hair was getting longer then. You know, no more beetle bangs and all that stuff. But I was struggling seeing more and more. And I found this pair of, you might call them granny glasses, wired frame glasses. Somebody left them or something. They weren't my prescription or anything, but I put them on as a joke. And lo and behold, I could see. No more of those black glasses. I put them on my face and people would say, you look like John Lennon. I thought that was pretty cool. I wish I could have sang like him or written music like him, but at least I looked like him. I wore those glasses all the time. Eventually, I did get myself a prescription pair of wireframes. And you know, I've worn wireframe glasses since I was 18. And now I'm 72. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Jimmy. Well, all those years and all those pairs of glasses, they've changed a little. I had those transitions where they turn into sunglasses and I've had single lens and now I use a, it's not a bifocal lens, it's a multifocal, no line. I have a friend, Chuck, he still insists on wearing those lined bifocals like Benjamin Franklin. Chuck, if you hear this, let me tell you, I love you, brother. I do. But anyway, one time though, my wife made the mistake of letting me go down to the eye doctor to get a new pair of glasses all by myself. And I came home with what we called my frog glasses. Yeah, it made me look like I had frog eyes. I wore those suckers proudly for about three years. Now I can get about 10 years out of a pair of glasses. Uh, I, I'm not very hard on them. I take care of them. And my eyes don't change very fast. Last time I had them change fast is when I needed bifocals because all of a sudden I couldn't read anything with my glasses on. I had to take them off. I'm nearsighted and that's okay, but I had to take glasses off. Then I'd lay them down. I couldn't find my glasses. And so those lineless bifocals were a very good thing for me. And that happened in my 40s. So I look like John Lennon. You know, to this day, people tell me that. I go, what are you talking about? He's not even alive anymore. What are you talking about? You saying I don't look very healthy? What the heck? And I agree with them. There are times I see pictures of myself and I do resemble the guy with when he had his glasses on. And of course I wear glasses. Uh, now that I've lost my weight, I've lost 35 pounds in the last few months. And so I'm thinner and he was a skinny guy, you know, and, and so possibly I resemble my old beetle even more. It's an amazing thing. We just watched a documentary about the Beatles here a while back and that was kind of interesting and I can't really watch him in the later years of his life without tripping out on that that I look like him. I'll turn to my wife and say, do I really look like him? And she'll say something about, of course you do, dear. Now, be quiet and watch the show or something like that. I guess we all look or remind others of somebody. 
I always say that there's just a few molds out there. And that's why when you see somebody or talk to somebody, when you say goodbye and you walk away, you say to the wife, you know, they reminded me of so-and-so. It's kind of cool. I like to trip out on that a lot. I know I'm using some old hippie lingo, and that's okay. If it wasn't for uh, the Beatles, I probably never would have been as interested in to entering into that world in the first place. So I want to hold your hand, John Lennon. Not really. I'd rather hold my sweetheart's hand. But whatever, you know. I really like that song. I really did. Okay, so I did cover that the girls like Paul. I thought Lennon was the coolest, but I thought George was the most rugged. He would have made the best Colorado boy. He just kind of looked the part. And Ringo, you know what I take from Ringo, besides he seems to be the longest lasting him and Paul, is he played the drums unlike what I thought people were supposed to play the drums. I thought they had to hold that left stick, you know, in the marching band, how those drummers had to hold that stick. And Ringo just held both sticks like a couple clubs and beat on those drums. And he was so cool. He was the missing piece to the Beatles. That's a fact. There are places I remember. Thank you for riding along today. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links to your favorite podcast provider where you could hear Baby Boomer Tales podcast. There's our Boomer General Store where you can purchase all things Baby Boomers. There's a link where you can buy our book and wonderful pictures of the country I talk about so often. Kindness isn't everything, but it definitely should be a very high priority. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. I'm just a country boy. A country boy, that's for sure. I don't have those beetle bangs. I'm just happy I have some hair. I've always listened to rock and roll, but my music has mellowed some. I just say peace out because I'm in it. I'd never want to look very glum. So just remember, wherever you go, whatever you sing, however you are, you are a representative of you, so don't drive too fast in your car. <laughs>